Blog Talk Radio. Ladies, get ready to find Mr. Right. Gentlemen, get ready to find Ms. Right. Tonight, professional wedding officiant Marcy Ann will be sharing real-life stories of what works and what doesn't work for some of the thousands of real brides and grooms she's married in Southern California. She also discusses interesting relationship concepts, old-school ideas from the past, and new-school ideas of today, which she has also written about in her book, 17 Things to Do While Waiting for Mr. Right, which is available for free at www.mrrightforme.com. And now, here is Marcianne. Marcy Ann, and I'm driving home from the beach where I just had the most beautiful uh, elopement uh, wedding ceremony. Um, I had one last night, and I had one tonight, and I just thought I would share with you um, what it's like to be married in an elopement and not have that great big wedding, you know, with all the things that go with a big wedding. Uh, Just two people, two people just with each other. So tonight, uh, it was just the bride and the groom, but they did include their 14-year-old daughter. And this... uh, Having just one other person there really changes the dynamic. Um, But um, she is 14, of course, and she's still in the home, and she is not a a tiny little child. So she's, you know, coming on to adulthood. And um, it was important that, in this case, that she be included because... um, even though uh, she has a good relationship with her real dad, uh, she's going to be living in the home now with her mother's new husband. And so there have to be dynamics set up, you know, to, um, she knows he's not her dad, but 
Uh, he will be, you know, an important person in her life. She, um, he will be there to reinforce her mother's rules and regulations. And will, um, he can be a very good friend to her. You know, a teenage girl can benefit from having a good male friend in her life. Uh, kids never want their parents to be divorced. They always want them to get back together again. And But kids want their mom and dad to be happy, too. And I watched this young lady tonight. She's a lovely young lady. She wore a purple taffeta dress. And we had um, a pink and white uh, bridesmaid bouquet for her. And then her mom wore white. I always believe a bride can wear white no matter if she's married for the 20th time. Uh, I believe that there's a, a virgin part to any relationship, uh, something that you experience with that person that you've never experienced with anyone else. And I think this entitles you to wear white. <laughs> and she wore white. She had a beautiful dress. And we got her then this gorgeous, it's one of the prettiest, bouquets my florist has ever done for me. Um, my florist works out of her home and she has a giant Stephanotis uh, vine that grows over her doorway to her home. <laughs> and um, last week um, she cooks for me once in a while too. And she had me over and um, her husband goes fishing down off the coast of uh, Mexico and gets all this wonderful fresh fish and and they have tons and tons of it so she cooks for me every now and then fixes me this delicious fresh fish so when I went to go over there when I walked uh, I said my gosh look at this Stephanotis <coughs> she said yeah it all just popped out this week it just burst into bloom and I said, oh, would you please put some of that in my bride's bouquet this weekend? And so she said, okay, and she did. Oh, it was so pretty. <coughs> um, so it was two and a half dozen white roses with stephanitis. And, and then around the edge, she had seeded eucalyptus. Oh, and then she had the stems all wrapped in white satin with pearls. It was beautiful. And the the bride wore, uh, she had these <laughs> high, high heels, silver shoes, all sparkly, sparkly. And so we, when we were doing our pictures up on the cliff, um, she wore those shoes. And then when we went down to the sand, she switched over to her sparkly, sparkly little um, uh, beach shoes <laughs> to walk across the sand. So we did this one in a little cove um, in Laguna Beach. Uh, when it's low tide, uh, we can get into this kind of little cove area where it's not so public. I mean, all the beaches in California are public. And when brides and grooms ask me, you know, is there a private beach where we can do it? Well, I just have to say, no, there isn't because there aren't any. But over in this cove, we can um, have a little bit more privacy, although tonight, because, you know, this is the start of the 4th of July holiday, uh, there were more people at the beach tonight. 
But what they did was they just stood around, wait, you know, they stood back, but they made this big semicircle around the bride and groom and uh, and watched the whole thing. It, it, at low tide, this area is sort of a, uh, an area of tide pools, and there were people uh, in the tide pools. And so I went over just before I started the ceremony, and I asked them if they would. I said, the ceremony's only 20 minutes, and I was wondering if you could move down the beach just a little bit um, and the tide pools on down there so that uh, you won't be in our pictures. And they were all very willing to do that. People are always very respectful of a wedding, so they all moved away. So it looks, in the pictures, it's going to look like it's just the two of them on a desert island. <clears throat> so the bride and groom made personal statements to one another. And they were very beautiful personal statements. And then at the end of the bride's personal statement, she she caught her caught her breath. I didn't know whether she was going to be able to say it or not. And as tears streamed down her cheeks, she said, "And now I'm going to say to you something that I haven't been able to say to you yet." And she said, "I want to say it to you now." I love you. Now she was Asian, and I don't know whether this is, you know, some partly of her culture, but um, she finally was able to tell him she loved him. He was white Caucasian, and he didn't have any trouble at all telling her he loved her. <laughs> In fact, he told her and told her and told her how much he loved her and how much he wanted to take care of her and provide for her and he told me that her she gives tight tight hugs and sweet sweet kisses and he said she makes him feel energized and young and full of energy and to, ready to live forever and ever so we did the cake and champagne I'm not really supposed to take glass down on the beach but uh, um, I can get away with it for, you know, 10 minutes. And the city knows me anyway, and they know I'm very, very careful. And it's just for the pictures. We pop the champagne for the picture. We pour it into the, the flutes, and they did their toast. And then we had the cake. I have my famous shell cake. It's a cake I designed myself. And this was the best cake. It was a carrot cake that had a strawberry filling was oh, just delicious with a white buttercream frosting and then uh, I cover the cake with shells and that's uh, they cut their cake and then they fed their daughter fed the daughter and they let her chase champagne for the first time <laughs> and she saw thought it tasted terrible she made up and she screwed up her face and the photographer got a picture and we videotaped and we had a celloist, and she wanted Christine Perry's A Thousand Years. <clears throat> and that, by the way, I that's just beautiful on the cello. And we did videotape it, so they'll always be able to. Um, a lot of times, you know, everything that goes on at the wedding, you know, you're not aware of, I mean, it's just all so much to take in. But then when you watch the video, and then they'll really be able to enjoy the celloist and hear him play and see the ocean and the waves were gorgeous 
tonight. We had a high tide at 3:45, so the uh, the high the tide had already gone out for two hours, which was why we were able to get into that little cove. But the waves were still so big, just like they were last night. So it was gorgeous. And even though we were having this heat wave in California, it was 97 degrees when I left my house. But when I got to the beach, it was 77. And uh, by the time we left and we got everything all finished, it was down to 73. Just perfect. It's always wonderful at the beach. So last night, uh, it was just two people. And last night, we did it at Big Corona State Beach in Corona Del Mar up in Newport Beach. <clears throat> um, because um, we had uh, the big tide was uh, later. And so we had to go to Big Corona State Beach in order to have enough beach because, as the name implies, Big Corona is big enough. So... Um, this couple has the, had the most amazing story. And if you've ever thought that you had um, a story, I want you to listen to this story. The bride and the groom both had been married before. So the bride was married before, and she lived up in the Northwest. And the groom was married before, and he lived over in the de out uh, in the Las Vegas area. Well, the bride um, was driving her car. This is while she was married to her husband before, and she was hit by another car, and it killed her daughter and it took her arm off. And she said that um, in the car, there was a moment where she actually also died. And she said she was in the white light and she had a hold of her daughter and she and her daughter were walking hand in hand to go into the light together. And then she remembered she was pregnant. And she says in the, while she was in the white light with her daughter, she told her daughter, she said, honey, you go on ahead and I'm going to go back for your brother. And then she found herself back in the car. Well, the baby was, uh, the pregnancy was not hurt at all, <clears throat> and she went ahead and um, had the baby. But in the meantime, um, uh, she had had a pregnancy before she had had her daughter, and that was a little boy, and he had died when he was 17 days old. So that was the first trauma she and her husband had in that first marriage was losing their first child when he was 17 days old. And now she's had this car wreck and her little daughter, her little four-year-old daughter was killed and she lost her arm. Well, at this point, the husband 
I just couldn't take anymore. And, you know, when you say vows, you say, you know, for better, for worse, for richer, for poor, sickness and in health for the rest of our of my life. But then, you know, you just don't know what you're going to be able to do and what you're not going to be able to do. And you just don't know how bad it might get. And in this case, she just, uh, he just couldn't take anymore. He just could not take anymore. And he left. He left her. Well, she went ahead and had the baby, and now here she is, you know, starting out a new life with no arm, on, it was her right arm, and this baby, and a new baby. So, okay, that's her story. Okay, now the groom is over in the Las Vegas area, and he's married, and they, he and his wife have three children. Well, his wife meets some guy, has this red-hot affair with him, and decides to leave her husband and abandon her three children to go be with this other guy. She just left. So there he is, faced with raising uh, these three kids alone. Well, this all happened like around three to four years ago. Well, they both are the members of the same church, and even though, uh, same denomination, and even though she was up in the Northwest and he was over in the Las Vegas area, through the networking and a series of incidents, they were introduced. And there was just that moment of recognition. I call it instantaneous recognition at the cellular level. And she said she knew in that moment, she knew. Because she said the beginning, as she was healing, not only from her physical injury, but from the pain of losing her child and having her husband leave her, she said that it was like God began speaking to her and saying, Life is so much bigger than what you're seeing right now. There are many, many more layers, many more dimensions, many more uh, uh, bigger places where you're going to go. And even though it was, you know, it was more just an inner sort of knowing, um, she, she said she identified it with hope. You know, like, life isn't over yet. And when she met this man, she said, Oh, this is the bigger picture here. I'm stepping into the bigger picture here. Into a place where um, there's a void and where she would step in. Because you know that the person that spoke up there when she was on her way to the light with her daughter... When she said, um, honey, you go on ahead, and I'm going to go back for your brother. That was the mother speaking. So when she was on her way to the light, and she said, I have to go back for your brother, that was the mother speaking there. That was mother. 
And now she gets to be mother to his three children. And he has a boy and two girls. And her baby that was born uh, was a boy. So they've got two boys and two girls. <laughs> so everybody has a brother and everybody has a sister. And um, they're going to live over in the Las Vegas area. And she told me that when they, uh, after they, uh, they were going to spend the night last night um, in the at the ocean, and then they were going to be getting in the car and driving over to um, uh, Las Vegas area to pick up his three kids. And um, then they were going to drive up to the Northwest and pick up her son and uh, go and then start their life together. And there's a possibility there might be a movie made of their story. <laughs> and so just know that you you heard it first here. Now in their case, the uh, it was just the two of them. And the dynamic is it's just wonderful when it's just the two people. Um, it's just like we're transported off into another space, another time, another dimension. And we're just in this beautiful bubble of love where um, we say the vows and it's just there's nothing more wonderful than being down on the sand with the ocean waves crashing at your at your feet and of course I do mine in Laguna Beach which is so beautiful with the cliffs and the palm trees and the gardens and and the rocks and everything is just just perfect and we had a gorgeous sunset tonight and I swear the sun looks like it's closer to the earth right now too you know we had that huge big moonrise and the moon was closer to the earth well the sun looked as big as a oh, it was huge tonight See, seemed like it was twice as big as it normally is while it was uh, setting tonight gorgeous gorgeous so if you want just something the most romantic that you can possibly imagine then I suggest that you do an elopement at the beach. I don't care where you live. You could live anywhere in the world, and you could come here to Laguna Beach and be married. Uh, California uh, law is very, very simple. Uh, you only need to be in the state. Uh, you, there's no waiting period. You can go to the courthouse and get your license and and come over to the beach, and I'll marry you. and. Uh, same day, um, I provide the photographer, and um, the photographer can serve as your witness. Or here in California, we do have confidential uh, marriage licenses that don't require uh, a witness signature, so it can just be the two of you. Or you, but you're always going to want to have pictures. So my photographer can always serve as the witness if it's just two people. <laughs> And you'll never, you'll remember it uh, in a way that you won't at a great big wedding where there's a million people and all those distractions because it'll just be the two of you. And I see such an energy that flows between two people when it's just about them. Uh, there just seems to be more of a bonding, more of a uniting. Um, it's to me, it's the only way to do it. <laughs> it's just about the two of you anyway. I mean, I know other people love to come, but you can do the video. 
and then everybody can see the video. So anyway, those were our two wonderful elopements at the beach this weekend. The weather was perfect. The ocean was gorgeous. The sunsets were perfect. And love was blooming all around. <laughs> this is the police playing in the background. It's one of my favorite uh, uh, CDs. Walking in fields of gold, that's what we did tonight. That's our show for today. Thanks so much for listening. You can contact Marcy Ann on her website, www.marcyann.com. You can also view all of Marcy Ann's videos on YouTube by putting Marcy Ann in the YouTube search window. You can download her book for free at www.mrwriteforme.com. And if you want to go into business for yourself, take a look at Marcy Ann's Weddings and Celebrations Business Startup Course at www.weddingofficiantschool.com. The Middle of the Week Pick Me Up Energy Show is broadcast live every Wednesday at 4 p.m. Pacific Coast Time from Marcian's Studios in Southern California. All shows are also archived and can be listened to at any time in any place in the world.